The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello everyone, my name is Jonathan Dormish. Welcome to Beyond, episode 589 of IGN's weekly PlayStation show. That's We're so odd. close to 600, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Are you we, just going to keep saying that like right up until yes, 600? You're just going to be like, We're so, so close. We're so, and then after 600, I'm going to be like, We're so close to 700 nice. at episode 600. You can do that at 650. At 6.01, I'm doing it. Don't. Yep, don't. from hey, minute right. one, we're doing it. All right. The countdown uh, begins. Yes. As I said, my name is Jonathan Dormish. I am joined this week by John Ryan. Hi there. Welcome back, John. For the first time, Janet Garcia hey. is joining us. Thank you for being here, Janet. We'll get back to you in a second to introduce you to the crowd. And sure Lucy O'Brien. Hello. Hi, Lucy. Hi. Good to see you. It's great to be we, here. We brought you here to spoil all of Game of Thrones for you since you haven't seen it uh-huh. yet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, cool. Cool, 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 cool. I, I realized you can't even do fake spoilers for that or Avengers when talking to people. Because a fake spoiler in itself might be a be spoiler. Because if you say like, "Oh, blank person died," isn't that hilarious? That means they lived. Yeah, it's yeah. really fun to go yeah. with. Anyway, moving on from Avengers and Game of Thrones, though, Janet, you're joining us for the first time on Beyond. Yes, Why don't you introduce yourself to the audience at home who may not know you? You recently joined IGN. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I've been writing uh, video game content for three years. So I've been doing freelance video game journalism and content creation. So I've done news reviews, podcasts, YouTube stuff, just like kind of the whole gambit. And I started freelancing for IGN um, earlier this year, like late last year. So I've been doing freelancing with wikis uh, for a while. And yay, wikis. Uh, And that's how I ended up getting the job at IGN. So right now I'm the associate editor of wikis. And I started uh, on April 8th. And we are so happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hell yes. You've been a great addition to the team so far. And of course, you've been on the Days Gone Wiki. Yes. uh, And we have you on this episode because we are going to be talking about Days Gone. We're going to keep it spoiler free. The game's only been out for three, four days. Mm -hmm. uh, But we're going to give impressions. Obviously, Lucy, you reviewed it. Uh, Oh, I sure did. And we're going to be talking a lot about your review, your impressions, as well as JR and Janet, your impressions as well, because you're playing for the guide. JR, you've just been playing a lot. I'm I'm playing playing for for fun. A Dude. wild idea in this business, playing a game for fun. It, honestly, like, cause wiki, this is the first game I've been playing as a non-Wikis person, and I feel like I'm realizing just how broken my brain is. I can tell you're still a Wikis person, because you're just combing over I know, every, I'm every still bit. sending you guys tips, even yes. two weeks into it. It's bad. So we're going to talk a lot about Days Gone this week, but before we do, want to do a very quick News Crunch segment. Oh, right. I forgot you about your funky theme music. Yeah. Huge <laughs> shout out to Ronnie Barrier, our old video producer, for that little jingle. Uh, this week, the main thing I wanted to bring up, it was actually something we neglected on last week's episode because <gasps> there was actually a lot of news to get to, and I somehow forgot this because that's how big of a week it was. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two wrapped capture for Ellie and Joel. Nice. Yeah. 
Um, so Neil Druckmann posted a photo with uh, Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson. I almost swapped their last names for a second. Uh, posted a photo saying, like, essentially their capture sessions have ended. And presumably that means a large part of the capture process for The Last of Us Part Two would be over, unless there are seven other big main characters we don't know about yet. Um, I wanted to bring this up. Second unit capture. There's probably some of that stuff. I I did want to ask, what do you all think this means for like the production status of the game? Like how far away do you think we are? Because this is is one of those three big PlayStation exclusives. We don't yet know when it's going to come out. PlayStation 5 launch title. Yeah. That's what that's what I've been saying this whole time. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was the thing. Like it, people were always like, "Oh no, it's going to come out like late this year," and I'm like, especially when they tweeted that. But I was like, mm, I don't know about that beforehand. No. But now it's just like absolutely not. Like we're easily not going to see this game for at least another year and a half. I truly like, believe it's going to be cross-platform. Yeah, yeah. Well, so we were talking. about... I mean, uh, not cross-platform as in. I mean, it's, it's obviously a PlayStation <laughs> exclusive. No, no, no. Unch- cross-gen. I almost just said Uncharted. Well, yeah. Last of Us Two on Switch. That's oh that's God. what I want. I'm championing it here first, Sony. I know. It's never going to happen. That would be quite the coup. I know. We got Cuphead from Xbox, and then we got The Last of Us Part Two from Sony. I did want to ask, it's though. Just, it's just to rub it in the face of Microsoft. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah. Cuphead 2, thanks, guys. By the way, Last of Us 2. Part 2. Uh, enjoy those sales. It'll probably do pretty well. Um, I did want to ask, though, you are mentioning like a cross-gen release. We talked about this, uh, Brian and I, a bit last week. You know, one of the big things they were touting in the PS5 like reveal article descriptor mm-hmm. is the whole... Games will play better on PS5 even if they're from the PS4 generation. Do you think they will custom make like a PS5 skew of this game? Yes. Or do you think they're gonna? F- you think they will? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like like this will probably be if it isn't, ends up being a launch title. Like it'll be like what we saw with the Xbox 360 and Xbox One X and PS3 and PS4, where it's like yes, the I mean the architecture will probably be more similar between the PS4 and mm-hmm. the PS5, but there'll still be that divide of just like the power that it actually has to to do shit with it uh, stuff sorry um and like in that case like we'll probably see a ps4 version of it because i would be blown away oh, for sure it'd be if... crazy to ignore 96 million oh yeah exactly. yeah no yeah. they're not there will be i firmly believe there will be two skis yeah, yeah but like the the canonical version of last of us part two will 100 percent be ps5 i think do you yeah. think they'll release side by side or we'll see like a delayed release side by side, side, by side, side. yeah okay yeah i, I mean uh, yeah. Unless for some reason, which I think would be unwise, they released it on PS4 and then still made it a PS5 launch title. Well, they That'd could be do like, that too. They, yeah, they we've do seen the stuff yeah, similar to that before. I, I don't think it would make sense yeah. based on the timeline, but that's the only way I could see it being like staggered in any way. And so we did, uh, in between last week's episode and this week, we've been talking, obviously, PS5 a lot. We did get the news that Sony, in its financial results for the year, said a new system won't be coming before April 2020, essentially. So we're not looking at a, like, spring launch. Really, no, I mean, likely. I would be surprised. Are we all if... assuming fall? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say holiday 2020 is what they're aiming for. Seems about right. Next year is going to be a big year for Sony. Not this year. Not this year. Mm-mm. But but we have Blood and Truth in May. I'm super excited. But we don't have an E3 <laughs> press conference. So. Yes. Yeah. It, it's going to be a weird one. We were, uh, someone asked this question. I do want to, I have to look into my email for it. But essentially the idea that since Sony isn't going to be at E3, we don't know what they're doing. How do you think they're going to do PS5 announcements? Do you think they'll include them in State of Plays? Do you think they'll do other like it's more interviews with Wired. Things? You know, yeah. just a whole bunch of interviews with Wired. Yeah. That's it. That's the strategy. <laughs> That's literally all Sony PR for the next two years. <laughs> just yes. not, we just get all of our information. From, from tired from to Wired. wired yes. Um, 
I mean, all, all of our previews are just secondhand accounts from Wired interviews. <laughs> I think I, I think they will go kind of more of a press route. Probably not just Wired, but um, I don't see them doing a whole lot with State of Play because I think State of Play is still too weak to hold that kind of information yeah. almost. Um, there was like a lot of weird like angst and saltiness around State of Play, and I think they still need to work on how to market it and figure out like what is the identity and voice of state of play and what do like fans also want in order to make it something successful enough to hold something as as big as a, yeah. a new but, system. But do you think by next year it'll be more of a brand? State of play? Potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of depends on like is this E3 like dip out is that because you don't you really don't have anything and you don't want to be a part of it or is it because you're trying to move away from E3 as a concept mm-hmm. um, I think more likely it's the former uh, and if that's the case I don't think there'd be as much of a need to build up state of play to the point of being able to, to handle these like giant reveals yeah, yeah I, I think if, if it was the strictly just to step away from mm-hmm. it I think we wouldn't have seen them put the kibosh on PSX mm-hmm. um which that, still could happen this year. Well, no, we it could still happen. But that's the thing. But like, yeah, I don't think they year. would have put the put the kibosh on it last year. Right. Um, I think they. I don't know. I feel like State of Play. They could really double down on trying mm-hmm. to make a really big monthly event that like it's more of a community thing that people start looking forward to. But I just don't think that's going to happen until they have a lot like big big announcements. To they make need the marquee them. things. Like it is. Exactly. We've talked about State of Play a bit on the show. Like I liked a lot of the announcements in there. But yeah. That's because Same. I have a. PSVR and there were some big third yes, party games. Dozens of us. Yes. Uh, there are literally dozens, dozens of us. There are a lot of Beyond fans who do have PSVR and so It's a great As unit. you should. <clears throat> it it is fantastic. I mean like I was joking a little bit before but like I can't wait for Blood and Truth. It is a smaller Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, scale game, but it looks really cool and there are a lot of other PSVR games coming out soon that look so great, but they aren't people like on the mainstream the 90 million plus PS4 mm-hmm. users want to know what's going on with The Last of Us. Yeah. They want to see Death Stranding. They want to see Ghost of Tsushima. So you have to balance that. Mm-hmm. It's difficult. But we'll see. I, I feel like they'll grow state of play. I think they'll we'll see an evolution of that as more than just like, we'll get these smaller focused ones mm-hmm. where it's you know maybe smaller games, but we will get the like, and here's The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah, yeah like I, do, I do believe that they needed to start with small games because, yeah. again, it's so fresh and new. It mm-hmm. doesn't have the audience yet. So as, as you said, Janet, it can't hold it yet. But I think that we will build up to it being able to yeah. like have these big announcements. Yeah, I think one thing that's difficult about this stuff is it, it kind of feels like industry-wise, we're all really excited about things like state of play or like that you know kind of information. But in terms of fans, I feel like it's not quite there yet for some reason. Like I feel like everyone's still, even sometimes in the industry, sleeping on like the PlayStation blog. The PlayStation blog has such cool like deep dives and information, mm-hmm. but no one really like checks it out like that. And I think it's just part of that idea of like loving a brand and like Nintendo has that so deeply even though they, they're lacking in so many other areas and I think with PlayStation and Microsoft it's just been or Sony and Microsoft it's just been kind of difficult to build that rabid fandom around the brand rather than the games itself. So of course the franchises are huge and, and super popular but I think that's kind of where the disconnect is when it comes to dulling out information um, across the year like as in kind of sprinkled out rather than like an E3 presser where everyone's already there anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and before we move on, I did want to mention uh, the Beyond listener viewer who wrote in to Beyond at IGN.com, which you can write into with either questions or memory card uh, moments for later, which we'll read. What about a comments? Bit later. No comments. Okay. No, com- no, please please send in comments, questions, uh, considerations, quibbles, quarrels, quotes, quandaries, quotes, um, queries. Which is yes. basically just questions, yeah, but like but fancier. Fancier questions, yeah. Quaffs, good hairdos that you think Ooh. we could have. I think they might have the idea of it at this point. I just like keywords, all right? Just, we got on a thing. Quarrels, like, photos of Professor Quirrell from Harry Potter. Okay, please and I'll thank you, now. quails. Um, anyway. Game birds. 
Connor wrote into Beyond at IGN.com and said, Hey, Beyonders, I've been thinking after listening to last week's discussion about when the PS5 comes out. With the lack of an E3 press conference, I feel it would be strange for Sony to make virtually no noise or hype for next year by not having an E3 press conference, Paris Games Week showcase, or a PSX. So I want to look at the Nintendo announcement of the Switch and see what you all think about Sony doing something similar. Nintendo did an announcement trailer to huge acclaim in November of 2016. They then did another announcement in January of 2017 stating the system would arrive in March and have a price point of 300 Long-winded question is, could Sony do something similar? I think, as we were saying before, yeah. Absolutely. But they'll use, they do have something embedded already, like a PSX. They can bring that back. And if they say PSX is back this year, and it's the PS5. Like, do you right. think they'll bring back PSX? Like, Especially now with State of Play I, being a thing. Yeah, I think it depends how well State of Play does for them in the next few. Like, yeah. if that, because you just say, like, on a practical, cynical business level, you save so much money mm. not renting out a space, putting down... Not hosting like, a convention. Yeah, not hosting like. a... Con- There's so much that goes into that, so much planning, so much stuff, and obviously planning goes into State of Play, but if they just keep it to running B-roll with VO, you can manage that much more easily yeah. and yeah. cost effective. Like the message is a lot clearer. There's less chances for things to get slipped up or revealed mm-hmm. or leaked. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see PSX happening because I'm all, again, I'm all about community events. Like I love seeing it happen. But yeah, I would totally see that. Like I mean, this is what they did with the PS4, right? Where uh, everyone putting out a new console has just like some big scheduled press conference. You know, whether it's a state of play or whether it's its own thing. Um, I'd be surprised if we didn't see one of those, at least in the next, by the end of the year, if not the very, very beginning of 2020. Yeah, they had a February event the year that yeah. the PS4 was revealed and then came out. So we'll most likely see something like that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, of course, yeah, we'll be talking a lot more PS5 in the future on the show. It is a never-ending wealth of tiny tidbits of news, rumors, and speculation. Uh, but we are going to move on to the main topic of this week, which is Days Gone. Uh, Days Gone came out April 26th, so... A couple days ago, you most likely at home have had the chance, oh no, I put the names back up on the video version. Oh no. I'm going <laughs> to take those down in a second, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> came out April 26th, PS4 exclusive, obviously, uh, developed by Sony Bend, who previously lasted Uncharted Golden Abyss. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, you reviewed it. Ish, Why don't you I talk did, yeah. a little bit about your general review impressions? Obviously, people can read it. They can watch it mm-hmm. on IGN, youtube.com slash IGN, but give us your general gist of your review. Yeah, I mean, my uh, I gave it a six six point five, um, which is okay because I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was good. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I think that it is a big game, a very ambitious game. I think it's trying to do a lot of things, and it does a lot of those things pretty okay, and it does a lot of those things not so okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is, it's it's sort of like. A jack of all trades, a master of none mm-hmm. game. That's that's like that's how I feel about it. Like, it's it's fine. Like, and I, I you know I, I played mm-hmm. sixty hours of this thing. I was kind of weeping when the credits rolled because I was just like, "You did it! I did it! You made it! I did it!" Like, it's fine. Like, it does you know, but sixty hours worth of that's fine so is so a lot much. of fine. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I, I you know I do want to say that that the, the things that did well, I liked. I liked riding around on that on the bike. I liked I liked the feeling of that bike. Like oh, I, yeah. and I that liked upgrading my bike bike and I liked, you know And your bake. My bake. Um, Mary Mary. <laughs> get in there. Uh and yeah, like I liked the combat. Like I really liked the melee system. I mm-hmm. loved just swinging a big old spiked bat into the face of the yes. zombie. Super like it's really satisfying. satisfying. It's it feels really good. Um you know, I didn't I didn't 
jive with the story. I thought it was bloated and directionless for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Deacon. I thought he was a pretty cool yeah, dude. He was good. I liked playing as him. Um, did, I just, buddy. you know, you I just, this is really like stuck in my maw. Um, a lot of people on the internet are mad at me because they think that I didn't like him because he was a straight white male. Um, which is bizarre because A, that's not true. Yeah. B, I went, I actually praised him as a protagonist in my review because yeah. I did, I thought he was a sweet dude. Like I wanted to give him a hug. Yeah, I um, mean, I'll one hundred percent cop to the fact. That, like when they first revealed him, I was like, oh, okay, it's just another super generic protagonist. Like we don't know anything about him. We don't have any indication that he'll be an interesting guy. He's just going to be a tough guy on a bike mm. shooting stuff. And then I was so happy to be proved wrong by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a sweet dude. He was I, I I was really endeared to him. And it's just it's just this bizarre narrative that's springing up all over the internet, um, especially on YouTube. Uh, well, that I that I didn't like him because he was a straight white male. And I just want to categorically just say that is so untrue. And mm-hmm. please read the review. Yeah, because I, say, I, I say the opposite of that, the actual opposite, I, like I, factually. I think it's fr- <laughs> it's so frustrating in a moment like this because it like it takes away from the discussion mm-hmm. around the game of what's right. good and what's bad when like you don't mention his race or gender that I can no. remember reading. No, at all. I didn't and like I didn't like the story. That doesn't mean I didn't like him. Yeah, yeah. And you, you do, as you said, you praise him in your review, and I I've. I think probably played the least of this table. I've played about like 15 hours or so, 15 maybe. Which is crazy. That's the least. The least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I've I had an initial impression of like, oh, I don't know what this character is going to do much that's more interesting. And mm. of the 20 hours, for the most part, like I felt that Sam Whitworth's performance has been one of the stronger parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've enjoyed so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the problems with what's happening um, with people discussing Lucy's review, not that this is going to be like the, the review cast or something, but um, there has been a good amount of conversation on the internet about people finding Deacon generic you know this is another like you know white bro zombie game Mm -hmm. etc and um that conversation is definitely one that's happening but that's not a conversation that like lucy is having like lucy never mentioned that that's kind of where this connect becomes because i have seen other uh critics from other outlets discuss that aspect either on twitter or in the review but just because that's one person's criticism doesn't mean that anyone that also didn't like the game has that same viewpoint like there are different reasons that like, Lucy may have come to the same conclusion as other reviewers that dislike the game, but it might be for very different reasons. Right, and that's like, kind of the you know the fun thing of reviews, where you get to see the nuances of, like, oh, maybe someone thinks they didn't like the melee system, or I've seen people say that they don't like riding on the motorcycle, they don't like how it feels. Personally, I think it's, it's fantastic. Um, but I think people need to be careful about assuming that a number or a viewpoint means that you agree with everything that everyone says and I think one thing that'll be fun about this discussion is that we all kind of have the same we might have given around the same score to today's gone but I think we all have very different things to bring to this table uh, literally and metaphorically about how we felt about days gone and that's kind of the whole point of of doing podcasts or reviews and stuff and I just you know it would be good if more people were had that in mind as they kind of got this criticism from different outlets absolutely I I think it's like I don't know when it happens, but it seems like there's always need to be somewhat of a reminder of like someone's criticism of a game is not fact about that game. Mm-hmm. No, opinion. It's, it's, it's an opinion. It's, it's Absolutely. their opinion, but also one person's opinion being similar to another does not mean those two exist, just as you were saying. Like there's this weird conflation going on on the internet yeah. of like, I think you would say a thing, so I'm going to assume you think that too. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, but but also as Janet says, like, you know, I've seen a lot of people being like, get it, get someone else to review it. And it's like, well, for the most part, like I gotta be honest, everyone who's played it has kind yeah. in this office has kind of 
you know, we've got the same vibe going. Yeah. Like, I, even regardless of that, I mean, people saying someone else should do it. Lucy, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting right across the table from me. I think you are one of the best writers on the staff and one of the you. most knowledgeable people Aww. that we have at IGN. And I think you do incredible work. Every review that you've written before I was at IGN or at IGN, I've loved. And I think Thank your past you, critical Jonathan. work has shown. I said critical three times in that one word. Say it once more. Cri- critical, cool, cool. Uh, that your work exemplifies that like you have a very strong understanding of especially game, I think like games in this structure, games in this open world genre, things of that nature. And I think you have a really good sense of them. And I think your review turned out exceptionally well, especially, especially, God, I can't speak right now. It's too early in the morning. So early. For how much time you had to put in. Yeah. Don't let them, for like how much time you had to put in this game and how down to the wire that review process has to come as a result of that. I think you did a really great job. Super appreciate it. Thank Um, you. And you know, to, to anyone who is open-minded about the review process. I can't speak either. Um, You know, thank you. Thank you for for not just being like, oh, you know, you hate straight white dudes. That's absolutely the conclusion. You know, thank you for understanding. Like, people have tweeted at me being like, I don't like necessarily agree with your points, but like, you know, I appreciate Mm -hmm. that, you know, like, I I just thank you, you know? Which is what reviews are there for. It helps start a discussion. Mm -hmm. If we disagree, we agree. However, it seems, obviously, we're probably going to get into that now. So I do want to mention uh, JR and Janet, want to give the audience as well uh, just a basis for like how much time you spent mm-hmm. with the game about where you are in it without spoilers. Oh, so much. Too much. Um, well, I'm, I'm probably 65 hours in at this point, mm-hmm. 60, 65. Um, I've finished all the main story stuff. Mm-hmm. I've so you have past. rolled credits. You're I've, this I've, rolled, the, I've rolled the credits. Yeah, I've well gotten done. to the, quote, true ending, yeah. um, which I actually enjoyed. We'll talk about that probably in a later date. Um, and yeah, I mean, look, I, I think out of all of us at the table, I think I've probably had the most fun mm-hmm. with Days Gone just cause like, it's the first game that I'm not having to wickify. Mm-hmm. I'm not having to professionally critique. Um, but at the same time, like, even though I'm having, I think the most fun of the group, like I think none of your criticisms are out of place. Um, you know, I think I, I even saw some buddy fucking commented on your stuff that was like, Oh, he should have reviewed it. He previewed it really favorably. He should have given it. And I was like, no, like. Yes, I'll have stupid fun like running around hunting bears, but like I would still objectively have the same criticisms mm-hmm. of the game. I think there's also a difference between enjoying something and thinking something's good. Right. I like a lot of things that are not I, good. I love reality TV. Like Brett Michaels and the Rock of Love is hilarious to me, but like, that show is objectively terrible. Exactly. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers is one of my favorite yes, movies. See, there it is. Like. I yeah, it's Starship Troopers is so bad good. Oh, it's yes. so bad. I've yeah. watched Titch so many times on PSP. Like I don't always consume things that are objectively. <laughs> Wait, good. watched what? Hitch. Oh, Hitch is incredible. I thought it's, it's, it's very. Good. It's not. It's, I mean, it, it might be good, but it's no, like very I mean, low good. No, I, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it's like it is so watchable of a movie. Right. But, but like, what you know? That's so. Yeah. To yeah. your point, um, I think I think that's a cool perspective too, because you know, a lot of people might want to just play this game to have fun. I think there is fun to be had like Sorry. in this game. Um, but yeah, uh, do, you, do you have any more that you want to um, mention yeah, in your mean, background uh, there's, on this? So there's, there's uh, I think, in terms of just like where I'm at, mm-hmm. is, um, I'm at the point now that I wanted to be at 40 hours ago. Um, where so I'm, long. But, and so that, that's the, my biggest, I think my biggest issue with the game is mm-hmm. that it is just so god darn long. It's a beefy boy. It's so beefy. And it's just like, my whole thing was like, I want to get into it. I want to upgrade my bike, Mm -hmm. my weapons, my arsenal, my skills, and I want to find those 40 hordes and I want to run. And so like now I'm doing that and I'm actually having a blast. I mean, the hordes are 
like that's where the fun in oh my this god game they're so is, cool is is to be found and mm-hmm. it's, it's really interesting that you know there was so much focus on other stuff like fetch quests and like but go rescue like, this hostage go clear out this camp do that rinse repeat rinse repeat rinse repeat yeah and it's just like but you know i the when i when i got to the story hordes because like there are optional hordes but like mm-hmm. there are story hordes even the optional ones like i feel like i ran into maybe one of them throughout the course right. of the first 45 to 50 hours of my playthrough yeah like, i don't think you, i don't think what, what would you say the first story horde shows up at 45 hours 40 in maybe 30 something like that like, like if you're it's, really it's cranking that second chunk of the map it's late the in the game it's, it's, it's really late. really late and yeah. i understand that you know there's like you you want to have a certain degree of like health and like you want to have yeah. built your character up a little bit before you tackle one mm-hmm. but still but that then, but what was what was really surprising about that um is that the, all the marketing of this game felt very much like it's you versus all these hordes yep. so when i started playing the game for the guide i had uh, you know and i combed through some of our preview content um as one does before you like write the guide i kind of figured it'd be a lot more um fast-paced action and like these big giant hordes that you're fighting all the time but i was like so surprised when i'm like no horde no horde no horde still like there's a horde there but i don't have to fight it and yeah i'll show you one in a mission in terms of difficulty that i mean it was like it made the game easier but it was not what i it's not what i felt like the game was marketed as and um that's something that i i've been very like transparent about because i think that people buying the game are interested in it i'm like hey if you think it's gonna it's not exactly gonna be just fighting a bunch of horrors. right. Like, yeah, this I, is what you expect the experience to be. That's yeah. cool, but just you have to realize it's going to take you forty-five or more hours to get there. To actually yes. get there, I ran right. into a horde. I think one horde within these 15, 20 hours that mm-hmm. I played, and it was a horde of maybe like eighty. And because I was so low powered, it was actively unfun to yeah, you, fight it. You can't it was like that. I basically would attract their attention, run away. Four or five would follow me. I'd kill them. Ran back and did that for a half hour just because I'm like, I should kill a horde, right? I mean, what, but it was not. I mean, you can do it that it, way. It just yeah. was not a good I, experience. I actually yeah. had to do that to a horde last night, but it was like 300. Oh, wow. It, it, well, so it wasn't five at a time. It yeah. was, you know, 20, 30 at a time. Yeah. But that's still like. But you're a lot more powerful now in the game. I'm too. a lot more powerful. Yeah. Like as, and like, it's also fun too, because like, I don't, I don't know where yours was. They're in a train car. Okay. So, oh, I know. I know exactly yeah, where you are. nearby, and there's a Nero checkpoint. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So some of them you find like with just like a, in a cave in the middle yeah, of the woods, like and there's like nothing in the environment to help you deal with them. Yeah. So it's all just about like, okay, how much stuff do I have on me right now? Like, do I have enough Molotovs? Do I have enough napalm? Do I have enough grenades? Cetera, and then the answer is usually no, no, no. no, no you, you do, do not. not. You don't even learn how to craft napalm until like our. The, the fifth act of the game. like. So I did want to, obviously we're all talking about, you know, the Horde being some of the most fun or enjoyable stuff of this game, sort of gated by time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. it's blocking you from time. And if someone wants to play through those 40 to 60 hours before you get to really being able to explore these Hordes, what did you all feel was, obviously you did not enjoy that as much as maybe being able to fight these Hordes. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you think stood out to you during those opening hours? Like what, really like okay yeah <laughs> you know like i just like it's it's it, it's difficult i just feel like it was so overly padded out mm-hmm. I, I i don't i would love to know about that development process yeah. because i feel like days gone it felt like it was course corrected like this is just me speculating this is not something i'd ever you know, put in a review or anything like this um i just felt like it was course corrected like it just changed direction so like uh, I feel like you mean like from an executive level from an executive level like it just kept feeling like it didn't know what it wanted to be, um, and gotcha. you know just through those forty 
odd hours. I was just like, why why am I just doing the same? And you know, people have been asking me, is repetition necessarily a bad thing? And it's like, well, in this instance, yes, it was. It was yeah. just the same missions right. over and over and over and well, over. And I, he even said this like often he would even say the same lines. He would be like, Oh, this look this camp looks like it should have an underground bunker. I must have heard him say that yeah. like, <laughs> like eight times. All gaming, in a sense, is repetition. Like right. at the end right. of the game, a really good game has a very smart loop to it, and you keep going back because you're enjoying. Well, I think there's a difference between but... gameplay loop versus like level and world design. I think sure. I think the but... issue with is like it is inherently obviously get, most games are somewhat repetitive in mm-hmm. in their gameplay. But what makes stuff interesting is the dressing around it, what right. you're doing with those actions. And the problem with Days Gone is. It is, you know, a basic level of fun to just like, you know, do this easy stealth and then like you like, kill some things yeah. and like get some headshots. Like who doesn't like a good headshot? You know, that's fun. And you have the focus shot that you can get pretty early on where you can like slow down everything. So there's fun to be had there. But once you do that, like you you kind of get all that the game has to offer out of the first couple hours. Like you've kind of seen all of its um like tricks in terms of missions like okay you probably did a lot of writing you probably did some stealth you probably you know ran into an ambush camp you probably like know a little bit about Sarah and and that storyline but after that there's not really any growth or development so not only was it something kind of basic but it's like okay this is also not going to build in any way and it can't be both like you can't be basic and also never develop or do anything that is going to create excitement um, and when you do, like, it just ends up becoming too long. And the, and the more, longer it is, the more you kind of realize how you, like, see the flaws a little bit more easily, too. And that's kind of a problem with this game. Like, it's already kind of basic. And then it's like, okay, if you're going to have me spend 30, 40, 50, 60 hours with it, I'm suddenly now, like, I will know all the good stuff, but I'll also realize, man, there's a lot of, like, the same kind of dialogue. Or, oh, we're doing yeah. this thing again. Or another unplayable, like, cutscene that you just kind of watch and yeah. then, like, that you're just staring at for forever. And then, like, and then suddenly everything becomes, like, enhanced or exacerbated. Like, you're now noticing things that might not have bothered you as much in a game that was 8 or 12 hours suddenly, like, you're like, I can't do But it's your anymore. 30th hour. Because you're, war- you're right. basically, the game like wore you down and yeah. kind of, um, yeah. and then I think that's really unfortunate too because, uh, you know, we have a main campaign, you have side, side questing and all that and kind of like what you're talking about like JR with the whole like, oh, I would just want to do like kind of side stuff and upgrade. Suddenly yeah. you feel almost discouraged by doing that because you're like, I would love to like take on a few more ambush camps, but I'm already rolling through 20 hours deep and I'm trying to finish this game and I know not everyone right. has that perspective on games. Some people just like love being in a world forever but for me, I want my playtime to, to be meaningful and, and fun and not feel like a slog. And I feel like Days Gone does have that. I'm just trying to get through at well, this point. It's, yeah, and it's, but it's, it's, it's also tricky because, mm-hmm. you know, I am someone who loved Red Dead Redemption 2. I did. I loved mm-hmm. it. And, you know, that is another very long open world game. Yeah. But I loved but it has that purpose. open world. Yes. Like, I loved just being in that world and, and discovering just these fascinating little storylines. And, and and again, you know, part of the issue that I have with, Day- with Days Gone is that the narrative wrapper just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, there, I wasn't interested in clearing out another camp because some dude told me to. Like, I wanted there to be interesting characters. I wanted to discover, like, people just yeah. roaming around so, that wasn't just, oh, thank you, mister, you saved me. Which camp should I go to? Who's the like, same yeah. NPC. He's, He's literally, literally the, the exact same, same person. He is literally time. the same. Do you guys he has remember the two clothes. of them at the same time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then one just disappeared. Who are also yeah. the next one, yeah. and then that mm-hmm. other guy just runs But, like, off. literally yeah. the same. But yeah. So, it, I mean, that's the thing for me as well. I think, like, there's these, there is that narrative wrapping that is 
interesting, but it takes you forever to get there. Mm-hmm. And like the the real issue is like it doesn't get like they'll give you like hints and breadcrumbs of it in the first thirty hours, and then by the time you finally get to the stuff where like actual narrative momentum has kind of picked up and is moving forward, mm-hmm. you just don't care anymore. Yeah, like you just I've been playing this game for so goddamn long, like I don't because like and half of the gets you there are missions where you literally can't do anything except crouch and walk slowly. Right. Those stealth missions are just I just like Again, the- this is this is where I'm like what what who made the decision to have a series of missions that is just eavesdrop silently. Right. And the original like, designers on, on of Assassin's world, Creed. Is it, <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like there are a there's a lot of DNA. Take, we talked about this a lot, I think, in the mm-hmm. preview cycle of this game, where it yeah. feels like there's DNA mm. of so many other games in here, and we were all wondering what Days Gone's DNA would end up being itself, mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. would be unique about it. Mm-hmm. And it feels like what is there that's unique is gated behind dozens of hours. Yeah, yes. I want to get to it. And I did want to ask, like, how you all felt about. What feels or seems to be from what I'm getting like a mishmash of influences. Like there's Last of Us, there's other stealth games in there. There's yeah, open I, mean, I, li- games, I like, like the way it comes together. I think it. I do like that in theory. But again, because there's so much of it, because you have to slog through so much of it to get through to that end game. Like by the time you you get to that point, if you even choose to get to that point, like I, I really am concerned that a lot like you know Mafia Three, I think had this real problem that I was super worried about with this one. Is that you know you've got core ideas that work well together, and that for a an experience that is you know ten, fifteen, maybe even pushing it to twenty hours, it would have been a lot more enjoyable for sure. But once you hit thirty hours of okay, and the other thing too, kind of going back to what you were saying mm-hmm. earlier about that progression building, like your your tool set gets larger as you get closer to the end game. But again, like there's no direction really. Like everything's kind of listless in the first 20, mm-hmm. 25 hours. And like, sure, your gear will get better, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your like your strategies will have to change. Like every single ambush right. camp, I always just walked around, threw rocks, knifed a guy. Like I never <laughs> used the attractor bombs that I found. I never used like um, for what, sure like the remote charges once I picked up those. Like I never actively used those because the easiest thing to do, the quickest way to just get through this to the next thing so I could move forward mm-hmm. Was just crouch, rock, stab, crouch, right. rock, stab, crouch, rock, it's stab. It's very. Oh, that's a really good. Point. I did that so many times. Crouch, rock, stab, <laughs> well, because, like and because so many. That's a good times. T-shirt. Crouch, I'm rock, really right? good at crouching, and like rocking, rocking and, and stabbing. stabbing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really I'm good. Awesome at it. Um, yeah, I think that's a really good point that the missions don't encourage you to explore the things that the game has to offer. Um, and I think you see that a lot too with like even just the way the skill tree is like mapped out. Like it takes so long to be able to even upgrade certain sides. Like you have to upgrade all of this one to unlock this other side, yeah, even like, though they're completely unrelated. To a point, I see why they made that choice. Right. Because like you, you know you don't want to be making basically infinite stamina cocktails for sure for the in the first five hours. Like that's that's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you know maybe let me not use as much stamina after 15 hours. Yeah, and I think um, it's it's a really good point that you bring up with the whole like it's not really designed to encourage that because early, early on in the game, you kind of feel like it will be because like, well, when, like when you have like the binoculars and they're like, okay, tag your enemies. Yeah. And that, that mission, that first mission, which ends up being like, they have 80 of those. But like, you know, at first you're like, okay, this is new. Mm-hmm. Um, it like encourages you to like use the binoculars or to use like the rockets of distraction. But after that, like, you know, you start picking up stuff, but there's nothing new in I, the design I, yeah, to I make mean, you do any of those things. I was so adept at Days Gone by the end. Like I was just so yeah. like. Are you going pro? 
Oh, I yeah. could. I am a pro days <laughs> gone player. Um, I just forgot I had binoculars altogether. I just yeah, never, I, haven't, I, I didn't never use them after them. the first few times yeah. because I don't think I've ever used them. I mean, I mean, not I think necessarily. It's, like, it's, it's not a good thing to use, but you don't really need to. You just don't I think need it's, to. again, it's not necessarily a design. I mean, it is a design flaw, mm-hmm. but it's like the way that those encounters are designed. It's not that they're designed to keep you from experimenting. Like I definitely, the first time I got in a tractor bomb, I used it, and I was like, oh. That's not nearly as effective, and I've already done this 15 times. Mm. I have to do it another 30 times. I just don't want to waste my time nice. like that. I just, yeah, I like another At thing. least for me, then. Yeah, that makes sense. I just, again, like just circling back to story, like I just, I think, you know, if I, I it's not good, it's just not good. And it, like, I just, you know, obviously, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, I've seen. I've seen people on Twitter saying that they love the story and that they find it really affecting, and that's great. But, you know, I've also seen people on Twitter being like, oh, she kind of finished the game because the story is actually amazing. And it's just like, I just didn't think it was good. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, story it, is what probably one of the most subjective things, because there are some right. things about gameplay that you can say, like, it just doesn't function versus it's good or I not. think something like, that we can bring up here with the story conversation, because at the end of the day, it is like, maybe you think it's cheesy or maybe you think it's heartwarming. And there's not really like a lot of conversation to be had on that because it's taste-based. It but is one very thing, taste-based. But one thing that I think is like that we can speak to you know, objectively is the way the story is divided. I personally find that to be like really odd. Um, and the objective part yeah. is like me just explaining what it is. So when you go into like the menu of the game and you like swipe up to see the storylines, they have like active and like your progress. But you'll notice that the story is broken into like a Missions. dozen to multi- to over a dozen because you get more storylines later that are supposed to thread together the narrative. And there are things like I remember, and it's uh, like dealing with your past when it comes to your wife, Sarah. And then there's things like um, one is related to Boozer, and it's like it's uh, he's my brother, and it's about keeping Boozer alive. And these Please. aren't spoilers because it's like the first. Only refer to him as Booze Man. Yes, Booze Man. Booze Man. Man. This is like Deacon the first. Out. Deacon out. Yes, Deacon out. Um, hey, Deacon there, brother. This is, uh, what is it? Hey, uh, Booze Man. This is Radio Free Oregon. Right oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Not Radio Free Oregon. Come at you. No. My, my thing about Radio Free Oregon, and I have no, this is totally. <laughs> speculation again also on my part that feels like someone heard the J. Jonah Jameson radios and were like oh my god like I made the logs. same comment mm-hmm. to someone I was like this is and you know what I wasn't a big fan of it in Spider-Man either but it felt like a lot so much more authentic to the narrative yeah. versus here it just feels like here's someone on the radio telling you conspiracy theories well, I just like right. no, I don't want to listen but also to a conspiracy it's theorist. a collectible so That's you have to let it play it, is that it, it, it you have to listen this to this is if you want, if you want to collect it. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. the other um, side of it too though is like with those <laughs> things I'm, now I'm just <laughs> it's like, okay, you're railing against the government in this radio, but the government, as far as literally everybody except for Deacon St. John, knows is destroyed. Like, as far as everyone in those camps know, anyone who is hearing that radio broadcast, nobody thinks the government's alive. He does later mention that he sees some neurochoppers. choppers. No yeah, spoilers. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, that is something he mentions. But that, he still implies that there's, like, this big working government force. And it's Hot like, take, I don't what think lies he's are that, you not um, supposed to be believing? He's that good of a, of a, oh, of he's a broadcaster. Terrible. He's so terrible. Like, he's not. He's not a good I think there's deeper issues to Copeland <laughs> than his radio, <laughs> but, his but, podcast. But, I really now want to try to figure out how to put audio logs into a podcast. Oh, my God. Hold on. We're getting a transmission. I do. I do. Um, I do agree with you. Like I, I said also in my review um, that the decision to sort of separate story story mm-hmm. beats into what are essentially missions yes. is a very odd design choice because, you know, you'd go up. There was one mission I remember where I had to check on Booze Man, went to check on him. I, I was like, how you doing, bro? And he was like, uh, not me? good. How you doing, who? Bro. Boo- Boo- Booze, Booze Man. Man. You how you doing, Booze Man? And he was like, not good. And then it was like. 
boom, end of mission. Right. It made the walkthrough really yeah. awkward. And it terrain. was just like, <laughs> you know, people rally against like walking simulators. Like you should, the people who hate walking simulators should be very <laughs> mad at Days Gone yeah. because it does, there are several there, missions like that I, are just. That you just walk in. You just walk in, have a yeah, walk out. and then you're done. It does. It made me frustrated, at least in these opening hours, in the sense of like, I don't know what to focus on necessarily. Like, I don't know what mm. to put my yeah. time in that real, like, obviously I know that, you know, clearing out certain areas mm-hmm. of the Freakers is not the main story of Deacon, but it's like, I don't know if I should be caring about the camps right now or if I should. Yeah, it just feels best. very like, um, yeah, I it just, it's really hard to even get your footing and where you're trying to go, which is something that um, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about as writing the walkthrough I'm like how can I like help players like navigate how bulky it is and the the issue is too is like and it it does reflect real life in the sense that like we all have like these different beats in our lives Mm -hmm. right like work and and personal life or whatever Um, and they're not all happening individually it's not like I do all my work stuff in one go you know I might get a text at work and then that's suddenly personal right so I, I understand what they were trying to do but they just failed to do it well in my opinion because it was so disconjointed between like when I'm hanging out with booze man and when I'm thinking about my dead wife and when I'm like who like may or may not be dead and when I'm doing camp stuff and it I I had a hard time understanding what is the story of this game? And honestly, it wasn't until rewatching my own footage for the guy that I kind of started to see, oh, here are the threads. Because the thing is, yeah. like, when you, like, that was me transcribing off of, like, you know, baseline, here's the mission, you're done. So it suddenly became a lot smaller. But when mm-hmm. you're actually playing the game, you know, you might have to redo a mission and it yeah, might take yeah. a lot longer. So because you're playing for so long, you kind of forget, like, what's happening narratively. And then you're jumping back and it just, it's suddenly you're just kind of getting pulled in and out of water. And it, it, it's very, like, jarring. Yeah. I don't know for you guys, but for, like, for me, the only thing, like, moving the actual, like, mm-hmm. capital S story forward was the Nero missions. Like, yeah. Those, and b- between, like, those would yes. happen every you know, five to eight to 10 to 12 hours because there was just a bunch of other stuff that you had mm-hmm. to do with Booze Man and with the camps and like, you know, with Tucker and, and Cope and uh, eventually, you know, Mike. And like, there are some characters who I really liked. And yeah, there are, like, I, I did want to ask about. Overall story not mm-hmm. being great. I liked Mike. I liked Tucker. There, and there are those character moments mm-hmm. that work really, really, really well. Yeah. But like in terms of the greater picture, like the whole the story as a whole kind of just stumbles its way until yeah. the end game. And like the end game again, like I like, but it took so long to get there. But there are those moments where like, you know, um, the, there's this moment where uh, one of the near guys, and I don't think this is super spoilery because it was in part of our preview coverage as well, um, where Deke is talking to one of the Nero guys that he's had to f- stealth. Sorry, uh, that he's had to stealth follow. I'm going to edit it all out. Don't okay, worry. I'm it's, sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry to you then. It's Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, that he's had to stealth follow f- six times at this point. And, you know, he gets really mad at him. And he's like, dude, like, you're not helping me at all. Like, this is like the whole reason that I'm still alive. And the guy's like, dude, you're not the only person whose life has fallen to hell. Like, it's literally the end of the world. And, like, there are moments like that that are like, oh, okay, cool. That was a really, like, interesting character affecting moment. Great. Now I'm gonna just go stealth stab and walk for another twelve hours. Well, while while like Man gives you calls about exactly. Yeah. While while I listen to oddly timed radio call, like the fact that like I would finish that mission and then go do another two missions and then get the call from Boozman about how did that first mission go? Yeah, like three yeah. hours or like an hour later or something. Like I mean, I think that that's the other thing for me too, at least that wonked it out of like. I don't I don't I can't say for sure like what my score would have been had I been doing the review for it mm-hmm. but like it definitely has enough technical problems that it's like cons- like 
And there have been some. I, I haven't played it since then. There have been some updates that yes. have affected Update bugs. Yes, Update 1.05 just came out today. Yeah, yeah. so I, we'll see how those things continue to help the technical. Yeah, I mean, I, which we'll be tracking in our guide. Yes. Like just <laughs> to their credit, I have seen the less like horrific pop in in the last day or two. Yeah, I and saw like, some of your videos. There was some. Yeah, yeah. like, the, like the, the environment didn't exist. It then. literally <laughs> just like there's nothing there, and then all of a sudden like, you hit you, a rock. You hit a rock, or you uh, like the road yeah. appears. Um, and again, like I just I don't see how it shipped like that. Yeah, and I, I just personally really like, and I don't know if this was specifically in your review or if it was just in talking to you, but you describing it as bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a perfectly apt way to describe this game. It's just too much is there, and none of it is that good. So it just becomes, you know, kind of, uh, it's it's extremely an unremarkable game. And, and honestly, I kind of knew that pretty much immediately, just because you can tell when something's not really doing anything that you haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean, once again, that it can't be enjoyable, because I'm like, hey, sometimes I just want to, you know, hop on something and just hang out, chill, ride a yeah. motorcycle, kill some things. Things yeah. can be great that have that are doing everything you've seen before. Yes, they, and you can just kind of tell that this wasn't it. Like even when I, because when I first got the game, like you know, people were like, oh, what do you think a day is gone? And I'm like, it's not good. Like that's the first Can't thing that, that I thought good. of. I'm like, it's not good. And late, and now over time, I'm like, I was wondering if it would get good or if, if maybe it could pass as good. I kept it just waiting never for the quite point. made it there. Do you know what I, think, I mean? I kept yeah. waiting for the point, and the point never came. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there are things that it does do well. Like I, re- I really, really, really still like even now after 60 plus hours, like roaming around, just riding around the world itself, not necessarily because of the bike, like the bike does feel good once you get used to riding it. But like, I, I really love seeing how uh, all of all of the like random environmental interactions mm-hmm. happen. Like you know, when I went to Ben and get to see sort of some of the presentations from the developers and stuff, like seeing like every, you know, 100 yards essentially be a new spawn point for something. Mm-hmm. I think that that idea, like seeing how those like pop up together and how they interact with me or with other NPCs, like I still find that really interesting. So like I really enjoy it. But again, that's like kind of the wiki analytical brain to me. Like, oh, what what are X and Y going to do with Z and and you know T like what are what are these com- you ran out of I was it's okay. I ran out of I was like no go back to A but no so like you know I really enjoy how that's all put together the world itself like I know you weren't the biggest fan of it Lucy no I think in our talks it doesn't seem like you are either very drab I I like that environment to like exist in personally so like I'm a lot more comfortable in it and in terms of like discovery and stuff like yes i definitely like i'm allowing myself to sort of play into the suspension of disbelief in terms of like i'll say quality of design in terms of like repetition and stuff because like i've definitely found the same dead guy that i then track down to get ambushed by wolves or marauders Mm -hmm. um but like the the first couple times that you do that like the first time i get caught in like a snare trap and like hung upside down from a tree and then Mm -hmm. knocked out i was like oh Shit, that's really cool. Um, so like, I do, I do like that. What about the twentieth time? Right, and then and then, then there is the problem. It's Just like, don't go to the question mark. I guess, I, well, then, then, I, then I can like see. Then I well, no, I go to the question mark, but I can see the pile of leaves now, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna go. The question that. marks kept disappearing for me. Yeah, they did. If, if I like spent two seconds hesitating of like, oh, do I want to go there? It was like, oh, gone. Yeah. It was like, oh, yeah. they do. Well, you can't okay. hesitate in life. I you yeah, just got to go don't. for it. Yeah. My only real problem with those was that, like you just couldn't see them on the whole map. Yeah. Like, I would have no idea how far away they are Same. from me because they're so far off from my bike. But yeah, it just yeah. kind of felt like um, in terms of like 
interesting design. Like it, it really did feel like a game from like last generation. It's a, where like maybe this could have like passed by before we had kind of more context of what the genre could do. But now that we know what the genre could do, it's very obvious that, that Days Gone doesn't achieve um, what what an open world game should achieve, which is, you know, a joy of exploration, really fun and upgrading. It almost hits the fun upgrades because I do love upgrading my bike. I love upgrading I like made it hot up. pink and like put some stripes on it. I know yours right. had a, it was red with flames on the yeah, side. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, that's really fun to do. Um, my secret shame. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, yeah. good sticker. Exactly. Yeah. Is I put that some decals stick- tab for you? Is oh, yeah. All of them bought. Yep. Is Paper Mario Sticker Star your favorite game? Oh, of course. Yeah. Know. You toss some stickers on there. You can like, you know, get some like exhaust that does nothing, but it's like an extra 200 coins and mm-hmm. you're like, whatever. Um, that part's fun, but like, Having especially come off of like I played Metro Exodus and also did the guide for that and that game's a similar genre, pretty much the same genre, and it's just better. So I'm like, just play Metro Exodus if you want to play. And they, it has dead things, like same difference. Um, but yeah, like Metro, it has dead things. It has there dead things. things that are dead. Yeah. The court, but yeah, it's the like it's um it's especially just having seen that done. When, and Metro Exodus isn't a phenomenal game to be honest. I, I pretty much sided with uh, I forgot what we scored it, but our, I think our score was pretty accurate to what I would have given it as well. Um, so having like seen what works makes it so much clearer that this one doesn't quite. Um, so yeah, that stays gone. Yeah, That's a good place to end that. Thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't even have that to do that. That stays gone by Metro Exodus. Uh, <laughs> like, I did want to bring in a few, a bunch of people from the Beyond Facebook group have been offering their like initial hell yes. like, weekend I'm, I'm, comments. I'm, I'm I, like, curious wanted... to see like what people are Yeah. So I'm going to read some of these off. Uh, they're from a thread that was started earlier by one of the admins in the group, Sean. Thank you, Sean, for doing that. Uh, if you want to join the group, you can go to facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond uh, and ask to join the group. And the mods are usually pretty good about accepting you soon. Right. Uh, anyway, there are a bunch of different uh, opinions. There are a, I'd say, a varied amount of opinions. Mm-hmm. There are definitely uh, some more on the higher positive scale, some negative. Um, one that I want to bring up, where is this? Uh, this one I just enjoyed. Uh, Tahoe from the group just posted a, a gif of the bike drifting. It's just like drifting it's on the motorcycle. It's real fun. Drifting it's on the satisfying. motorcycle through the Oregon forest is definitely a highlight. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say in my early experience with the game, riding on the bike just through the environment is one of the more fun things. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how easily you can cross terrain, but that's not the Yeah. Case. I mean, but there's also those great moments where it's like I was riding last night towards a thing and I'm like it was, it was nighttime. I was going across this bridge and then up in my headlights just came a horde of like 200 freakers. And I was yeah, like, oh, 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 yeah. oh. But I couldn't stop fast enough to like back up, and they, they spoiler alert, they got me. One thing that I do also want to say is like I I find it a real bummer that you, that mowing over a freaker in your on your bike your causes bike, so much. bike damage. Yeah. Like I just think that that's because that's such a simple fun pleasure. Like mm-hmm. anyone, yeah. okay, you put a zombie in a video game and you put a man on a bike and you control the man on the bike, you're going to want to run over the zombie. I would have loved to see, like, because there is, like, one upgradable uh, fender for the bike mm-hmm. that you can't get till 55 hours in, like, once you really grind for it, which is a pain in the ass. There's a fender um, you can get earlier on. Well, no, you can get fenders yeah. early on, but there's, like, one that actually improves the durability of oh, the bike. Oh, nice. So you can actually hit them pretty, like, it's got, like, a whole, like, mesh guard over it and stuff. Yeah, I but, wish... like, I would have loved to see one that's just, like, a crossbar on the front with, like, spikes on it. Oh, that'd be good. Like, I wish there was less management in terms of the gas and the, the durability yeah. because it I, I feel like it is to the point where it is so fragile of a bike and it runs out of gas like so quickly especially before you upgrade that that kind of ends up discouraging exploration which I think yeah. is the point of I mean, I open world I so. think that's again like everything it's that time like just give lock, a cheat code just you know? I'm just waiting for like a deal just, is it money I'll give you money like is that <laughs> the, $10 give me this that I'm still really hoping for 
Um, I know it's like, A, Infinite Gas would be fucking great. But there was one thing that we were talking about at Ben, I think I brought it up last time, where there was a a bug where the horde fall off, like they'll follow you for a little while, but then they'll leave you alone, Mm -hmm. didn't work. So like one of their devs just ended up riding like horde after horde after horde would fall in line with one another and he would just like Pied Piper them all across the map. And I would very much like to see them add that in as an actual feature. Right. That like, would give me that fun. cheat code that lets me like lead a horde of like a thousand zombies. Yeah, with, so with, yeah on your bike. That would yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah. He's but so good. Yeah. I do definitely agree. I feel like the the management aspect of the bike is detrimental to the exploration that I actually mm-hmm. want to do. I, yeah. I, I probably said a little more. I'll with let you, you borrow my save file. I appreciate that. I don't like, there's not a lot of interesting points in the environment, but I like the look of it. Like I just like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. So like, I like riding around it. It's kind of like oddly soothing. For no, but I'm right there with you. Yeah. That's 100% where I'm at. I wish I didn't have to also worry if I was going to run out of gas. Right. Because I did one time too far away from a settlement to work back. <laughs> I literally walked my bike 800 yep. meters once. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it just, it's yep. just funny like when your bike runs out of gas and you're just like running, just endlessly running, <laughs> trying to find a tank. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Funny Char- or annoying? Both. But it's, Charles it's uh, from the, the group had two big comments that I want to read. Charles's first comment was, I have no good place to put this computer. I stayed up playing it until about 5 a.m. This was, I think, the first night it came out. I'm done. It could be due to the general gaming funkamen, but mm. there's just nothing special to draw me in. The graphics are great. The stealth and combat are pretty good. I'd say all just pretty good, but nothing great. Later on, yep. Charles chimed in. Good, not great. Chiming in again to say that I'm eight hours in and totally hooked. Mm -hmm. There are technical issues for sure, but the Mm -hmm. gameplay loop is fun and satisfying. The story has me intrigued as it keeps unfolding. Shooting is okay. Melee is awesome. Baddies are kind of dumb. Seeing a horde still gives me a heart attack akin to running into a guardian early in Breath of the Wild, and I'm looking forward to figuring out how to take them on later in the game. We have to track his progression, because I feel like he's going to fall off again and then come back out of bitterness. You know, when you're like, (laughs) I need to finish this game. So he went on to say, I do not disagree with IGN 6.5. The game just happens to hit me in the zone at just the right time. Okay. Um, Charles, check in with check us. Check in 20 hours. 20 hours, maybe, yeah. and then again Let's at 40 see. and Curious. 60, if you get there. Yes. Uh, moving on for a couple others. Let's There's see. that sweet bike gif again. That bike gif. Uh, Ryan in the group said, uh, playing Days Gone, here's what happened to him while playing. I finish a mission and try to clear out a nest, barely escape with my life. I'm still learning the mechanics. Hop on bike, bike runs out of gas, mm-hmm. had to run about a mile away from bike to find gas can. Mm-hmm. Freaker, freaker fest ensues. Mm-hmm. Barely escape again, get back to bike, fill up bike with gas, ride another mile, sniped off a bike, ambushed by rival crew, barely survived, mauled by wolf seconds later. That's mm-hmm. all caps. I die laughing. This game has its moments, man. It, I mean, and that's the, it really uh, does. Beating a wolf to death with a club is uh, really pretty cool. satisfying, yeah. even though it's really, really messed up because they're basically like somewhat like dogs. What, better which the is wolves bad. than the, than the Also, you cannot pet yeah. the, the wolf or sorry, dog the in this game. Oh, uh, attacking Wait, the newts the made dog, me so. feel really bad. Yeah. Huh? Attacking newts, especially for the first time, they're like. Cute. Yeah, well, it's it's just, it's a child. It's a child. It's, it's just a child. Yeah. It's an amphibious child. Yeah. And it's like, I love Tina Amini's comment with Lucy playing that game and being like, "Is is that a zombie kid?" Like, I mean, here's the thing: like, I like I like fictions that like show me like the really nasty side of the zombie apocalypse, where it's like, show, like yes, like there are definitely kid zombies out there, but also like don't make me beat. 150 of them to death with a baseball bat. <laughs> like, it, well, no, I mean, I'm, I think I was talking to Miranda who made up the good point where it's like, it, there's a line between it being like an affecting, like a, an effective tool to like world build and make you uncomfortable and then th- crossing that line into glorification where it's gamified for fun. Yeah. And like, there is that point where it's like, if there was just one, there's like one moment early on where one pops out of a trunk 
at you. Do you guys remember that? Oh one? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like it never happened to me again through the course of the game. So I think it was just in that one mission. But like, if that was the only time that I had to have killed a newt in the entire game, I would have been totally fine with it. Yeah. Because it was just enough to be like, oh, oh god, oh god, oh no, oh no, 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 oh. And then it was like, oh no. But then every time afterwards, it was just like, all right. I feel like a dude. Just clubbing some baby seals. Yeah. Like, I feel like it would be like a dude in a, in a restaurant whose job is to kill the lobsters before they go in the pot. Yeah. Just like, just like I don't know anymore, man. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was sad. the goal. But like, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, it was a big discussion when The Last of Us came out. was like, was the violence and the horrifying nature of it glorifying it to the extent via But there were play. no kids in The Last there of were, Us. Like... Well, they, and they were mutated beyond a point, essentially, unless you were killing right. humans who were yeah, out exactly. to kill you. Yeah. Whereas I came across, don't get me wrong, they're like, it's a camp, but I came across a camp of people I was supposed to kill, and I felt like, oh, I just have to kill them. But oh, that, like, the Days Gone is very much like yeah. that. It's just, it's so gamey. Like, like, there's no question. You. There's no, there's yeah. no, you're not led to question why you're killing these people. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, you've got a code. But even then, it's just like, like I the had, code like, is crap. It's nothing. Like I had, I had a, a female marauder uh, holler at me the day. This woman was literally just like, "Man, we're just trying to get by, same as you." And then I clubbed her to death with a bat because I had to. Mm-hmm. And I was just the like, game "There's makes some you. weird dialogue from the marauders. Yeah. You ever get hit on by them?" No. Because I, oh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah I got hit on. Like she's like, "Hey, like, like, uh, my boyfriend will share you." Or like me. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'll share. I'll myself. share myself. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get passed then around the camp and come on through. Yeah, literally, literally, like a line. Thank you. Right, that's yeah. gross. Um, that's a lot. This is an immature game, correct? Right? I mean, it yes. is. Yes, okay. very much. Well, so. they, that's like, where uh, it comes from. Uh, also, just to back up, I think I attributed Kyle's comment to Tahoe. Apologies about that confusion. Um, but yeah, for the most part, uh, the varying comments seem to be along the lines of like loving the bike. Uh, Javin said only an hour or two in, but he initially was he felt uh, Game Informer's criticisms were aligned with how he was feeling. Mm. Uh, Lucas said he's enjoying it more than Red Dead Two. Not sure what that means, mm. but when I put this game down, I want to pick it back up. Definitely has its flaws, but enjoying it. I would say the overall tone of most of the comments I've seen is no matter how much they enjoyed it, there are obvious flaws mm-hmm. to everyone. I think that seems about it. right. Yeah. Um, but it's certainly a game that obviously you all have put a lot of time into the audience at home. I live in that game now. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Well, yeah, I was dreaming about it us. while I was reviewing it. Like, <laughs> no. I, I played so many hours that I was dreaming about it. I definitely had Days Gone themed dreams, like like yeah. post-apocalypse or like killer meth heads. Yeah. I only call Lucy Boozman now, yeah, and sure. I sign all my yeah. Slack messages, Deacon out. Yeah, yeah. It's you a thing that now. on your uh, business card. This is our formal chance to say, please, please stop. No. Okay, good. I will take this into consideration. Deacon out. Um, <laughs> we'll presumably be talking a bit more about Days Gone when we can talk spoiler-focused-wise on it mm-hmm. on the show. Uh, we do know that there's DLC coming out in June, so we'll be discussing updates to this game as they happen. But that gives you our general sense of spoiler-free impressions of Days Gone. I'm really curious to see all those people, how they hold up in 15 Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. it's a lot of people who Please are only know. able to play for, you know, six to no, ten hours. A lot hours, of people don't finish so. games in general, so yeah. maybe maybe yeah. this is just, you know, One of those not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, definitely if you're continuing to play the game and you're in the Facebook group, please keep writing into that. You can also write into beyond at IGN.com. Let us know how your experience with the game is going so far. We'll read all those thoughts on the show as we go along. Uh, Before we wrap up the show, I did want to do a memory card segment, so let me get that playing. You like Castlevania, don't you? No, just the one. 
It worked. Uh, Janet, since this is your first time on the show, I thought yes, we'd have you share a memory card. For those who don't know, memory card is a relatively new segment on the show where we share a beloved, funny, sad, happy, whatever memory from our PlayStation gaming past. Uh, and we also have people write in to beyond at IGN.com with their memory card segments as well. But Janet, why don't you take it away first? Oh, God. One just, All the pressure. Came, one just came rushing to me. Does it have oh, to no. be super old or can it be? No, it can be whatever. Okay. Here's one that's like kind of traumatic. So here we I go. Playing, playing Days, days Gone. Go- playing oh, Days Gone. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just uh, thought this. It's a really funny story. I actually did a YouTube video on my channel about this in more detail if people are interested. But um, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, I have PSVR. And uh, this decision was a a rash one that I kind of made. I've been curious about it for a while. And um, I had a friend who was like praising it. Like he was like, oh, I'm an Xbox guy, but I tried PSVR and it was so great. He made his own content on it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. I had just um, this is right when I quit full-time teaching because I was an English teacher before doing freelance game journalism, though I'd been writing about games like that whole time, which was made teaching harder. But um, so I had, had finished that job, gone to freelance, and I'm like, okay, I have my last like, you know, kind of really good check for my job. I'm going to buy PSVR because I don't know when I'm going to afford to buy PSVR again. So I'm going to go for it. So I went to go buy it and I had decided that I was going to go and just get it at like a pawn shop because my roommate had seen one that was like pretty cheap, like I think maybe like a hundred bucks or something. Um, so I went there to check it out. Uh, it turned out to be a little bit more than she had advertised, but it was still way cheaper than like the 300 250 that it costs normally. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go with it. I got PSVR, took it back home, but I didn't like check check it before I like Uh-oh. took it. So you see where the story's going. So I came <laughs> home and I was like, oh, um, yeah, it's missing the, um, basically, so... And I didn't know this at all because I hadn't used PSVR, but it has a headset and you always see like little wands. But the thing that you don't always see is it has like the, the box. That, yeah, the processor. And that's there, that's yeah. literally what the VR thing is. Like without that, like it's yeah. like it's like the brain of the peripheral. So it didn't have that. No, and I was like, oh, no, it's no. missing its crank. Yeah, I was like, this isn't actually <laughs> you sold me nothing. So I went back and it was just a mistake. They hadn't like. They didn't do it on purpose, but it was weird because um, I had asked about it, and they're like, "Oh, you need that, like that box," and I was like, "Did you know I need this?" But then didn't give it to me. But then wait, like that was weird. But I was like, "Okay." We were trying to sell it to somebody else without the rest. Yeah, of the like it. I don't know what was the deal there, but I was like, "Okay, like whatever." And I, I got it, and then I went back home, and then um, I also noticed that I think I was also missing one of the controllers, the the, the, oh, the, the move, the move yeah. controllers. Yeah. Um, so then I had to also go back and get like the second one too. So like so my second trip to like where was it? It was um, a Cash America. Uh, was the pawn shop. Um, and then... You what don't it, need to plug them. What they had happened... Yeah. Was well, this is an anti-plug to Cash America. <laughs> Boo. Um, or I think maybe it was when... At one of those points, maybe it was the controller point, I had decided that I did not trust this store. And I was like, you know what? Just give me my money back. I can't... I, it, it was either for the controller or the processor. Like, there was one mix-up that I was like, this is too janky. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving my money back. It's fine. So I got that. I got the money back. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy this at GameStop whatever we're gonna drop the money my brother was down to help me out to pay for some of it mm-hmm. he's like just i just want to see you get the system and he wanted to play it too so i went to gamestop they like didn't have it um at the one across the street so then i waited um and i ended up getting a refurbished one like later that night from gamestop and i'm like okay it's a little bit cheaper because it's refurbished mm-hmm. i didn't want to order on amazon i know people are gonna be like well, why don't you just order on amazon because also amazon only has like the older model that's like not the produced. Launch version. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and i just felt weird about getting that one it's literally the same but i just didn't want to get it so then I went ahead, I got the refurbished one at GameStop, and I told them the story about the the drama at the pawn shop, and they're like, oh, that's, I'm like, yeah, they didn't give me all the stuff I needed, and like, you know, and I'm like, what the hell? And they're like, oh, yeah, like, that's really frustrating. We're going to, I know, it's, the story goes longer. I this is the over story. the course of two days. I'm just see where this it's is going. Wait, how long is this over? 
It was over the course of two days. Um, and I was, I, I talked to them and I'm like, yeah, like I didn't have everything I needed. So like, you know, that's why I came to you guys. And they're like, yeah, we got you. And it was my local GameStop. And like, I know them really well. I didn't know this person though. So, okay. Uh, I, guess. I came home and then I realized, I oh, I have everything I need, but I don't have the camera that you need for it. This is also why VR is not that popular of a technology. <laughs> Gonna throw that out there. Yeah. So I didn't have the camera repacked it the next day i oh went God. to gamestop returned it just bought a new one just went to a different one just bought a new one it came with like doom or whatever so finally after oh, literally fun. like a like 40 hour experience at, at one point too i also bought a game for it because the refurbished one doesn't come with a game i bought um what did i buy i think i bought doom vr because it came with the the demo disc you know oh, okay gotcha gotcha, gotcha yeah. but i needed like a game and i bought um no actually i bought wipeout vr Ooh. so i also had wipeout no, I own Wait, like now. the NBC Wipeout show? Phone. No, no, it's the, the like the racing, racing game. Series. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's pretty okay. It's good. I, I'm sorry, I missed that one. Come on, it's good. I you check it out. PS it's good. It's super weird. So, as someone who that's after drive. like yeah. buying. So I basically bought VR like four times, <laughs> and then I finally got it, and then I finally tried it on. My brother's going to work. He's like, just do it now before I like leave, so we can at least try this. This is such a hilariously terrible story. Um, and you know, finally we put the headset on it. It's the most like amazing thing I've ever experienced. Oh, I'm so <laughs> pleased it has a happy ending. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh so God. pleased you, you you tried it and you know liked it as yeah, opposed was, to being like, oh, this was not worth. Yeah, it. I was worried it was gonna be like, that's fine. Yeah. It was um, it was so cool. And what what's, what sucks about trying to like sell people on PSVR is you really don't understand it until you try it. Yeah. And I had even done VR before. Like I did like tech tech. Like I did Oculus, I think, with mm. like the archery game, mm-hmm. and it was cool, but it just didn't really connect. It was also very like. Um, lifeless of a demo mm. um, for that game yeah. specifically. So having like, just even seeing like the looking down and seeing the world, it, it honestly was akin to like when, you know, console gaming first came out or the first time you like, or the first time you saw games in 3D and you're like, holy yeah. cow, this is what games can be. Yeah. And I, I still don't think VR is the future of games, but it's something that's so special. And I hadn't felt, especially working in the games industry, I think it's very easy for us to be like, this is our job. And yeah. it, it gets kind of, some of the fun is taken out of it inherently. But that was just the most like, joyous childlike experiments of wonderment that I've ever felt in gaming. So if you have not tried PSVR, you need to try it because it's just so joyous to like jump in and you know do the um the game I really like is it's not hot shot. It's um it has a horrible name. It's like a shooting game. It's on the demo disc. I can't remember the name of it. Oh I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Right? It has such a bad name. name. It has such a cheesy yeah. tacky name. But I like played that game. I played Job Simulator, like a bunch of other stuff and like we checked out Moss and it was just so oh, fun. And then watching my my good family like my brother's girlfriend and my brother try it out and then be all excited and, and trying to like learn the stuff yeah. it's just such a, a unique great experience and was totally worth the hell of <laughs> yeah. four different trips to get right. it yeah it's it's a thing that's hard to capture we talk about psvr obviously on the show a lot and it's a weird like we'll talk about oh i played this game and here was the setup of the controls mm-hmm. and everything but it is so much a like when you put the headset on for me it was like batman arkham vr for the first time it was like oh yeah how comes on it's like oh i'm batman now like there yeah. there is this like and I was a huge skeptic too. I was totally yeah. anti VR. So I, if you, I was not very much. If yeah. you feel that, like you're 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 wrong, you just don't know it yet. Like <laughs> trust me, because I I was super like I just didn't think it was worth it's, anything. Yeah, it's such a blast. Thank you so much for sharing that story. Uh, I'm so glad that I had a happy ending. Yeah, and it was, was not just. And now I hate VR. I know my next memory card will be less sad. <laughs> but starting. we do hate Cash America and GameStop. Don't go to them. I love GameStop actually. I, they, I, I that do. Later. That's fair. They, yeah. they were, I do. They were doing their best. But uh, VR is hard to understand. Google some stuff before you do it. Yeah, uh, and just just buy it new from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even even try it on your phone. 
Like they have the Google Cardboard setups. There's a lot of cost effective But like, there's a lot of cost effective ways to try VR if you haven't been able to yet. And knowing that PSVR will be compatible like this current headset with the PS5, I'm sure the price is going to go down for this current headset before we get a new. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, thank you, Janet, so much for sharing that. Uh, moving on to a story from someone who listens or watches the show. Uh, Evan wrote in to beyond at IGN.com with his memory card and said, Beyond and hello. Thank you for putting on such a great podcast each week and for introducing this amazing segment. I love hearing about the impacts that video games have had on so many lives. We really do have such a great community. My video game life started off with me as a Nintendo fanboy before I moved on to playing an Xbox 360 to support Microsoft, our local company. But my PlayStation fandom was sealed when I first saw a trailer for Uncharted Drake's Fortune. There is PlayStation in this story. Cool. Admittedly, this particular game hasn't aged too well, but when it was revealed, I immediately felt such a surge of nostalgia and excitement. My mom raised me on Indiana Jones. We watched each movie countless times together and still to do to this day get lost in the brilliant sense of adventure and thrill. When I first saw gameplay for Uncharted, I instantly felt like I was eight years old again, running around our basement wearing my indie fedora from Disneyland and swinging my flea market purchased bullwhip onto our ceiling fan and attempting to swing across an imaginary gap only to rip off the actual fan and cause a small but contained explosion. That's amazing. Very good. This is great. This is so good. Fast forward. Tell me there's a home movie of that. Please send it (laughs) to us. I hope so. I really hope it's like the Star Wars kid. Oh, yeah, the, kid. Yeah. the indie kid? Yeah. Oh, um, fast forward to 2009, my freshman year in college, and the release of Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. I'll never forget my hands on the DualShock and about 15 neighbors packed into my dorm room, hanging on to every second of Nate, perilously climbing that train. The room gasping and cheering when Chloe straddled Nate on that bed. Ooh. <laughs> dot, 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 Ooh. exclamation point. Hello. It was a communal experience where we fell in love with these characters and that world. And it was that moment that sealed... College, yes. College in a nutshell, yeah. Wild The moment that sealed that deal for me. These are experiences that only happen on PlayStation, and I don't think I'll ever look back. Mm -hmm. Love to you all, Evan. Oh, Evan, we love love that story. That That was was a great story. That was a great story. Thank thank you for sharing that. Please send us a video of you knocking down your ceiling fan. I would love to see that. Recreate it if you have to. I also love that you mentioned that Uncharted doesn't age well, because it's true. The first one... Yeah, and the second one. I, I, I third one. still I'm got it. To. I played I, it like a year ago. I played it. I played them before. Like I like four. I caught up. Yeah, you know, play them all again before four. I played the, the you know the Drake yeah. collection and like there. Me too. That's yeah, how I same. got sucked they're in. Still, they're still all fun to play, but like yeah, the first one especially is just kind of like oh this is yeah this it's, is it's, a, it's an old game yeah, yeah. yeah. it was yeah. but I mean that's was the thing. it a launch t- if it wasn't a launch title it came out in launch era for a PS3 you mean no it was like mid was it. I thought, I thought it was, it was like I thought, I thought it was there are really elements of merit there, but I have a I got a lot of feelings about Uncharted. Oh, let's take this offline. That'll yes. be another episode. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely I imagine be doing some Uncharted lookbacks at some point on this show. Uh, yeah, November two thousand seven. Oh wow. Yeah, so huh. pretty soon. Anyway, uh, thank you again, Evan, so much for writing in. If you want to share your memory card on the show, you can write in to Beyond at ign.com with the subject line memory card, so I know what it's about, uh, and we'll read some of those on the show as we go forward. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want to check in with all of you. What? Where can we find you? What are you working on? What do you want to tout? Jared, let's start with um, I'm working on some cool stuff on IGN as usual. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at USFJR. I'll be yakking all about it there. Um, nothing super specific at the moment, though. Just kind of hanging out. I saw you were streaming some Days Gone, too, right? Yeah, but I don't. streaming is a rarity for me. Well, um, I, so I'll don't I'll find it. Don't hit that subscribe button. Don't, don't hit me up <laughs> on hit, Twitch. Don't you will, subscribe. You will regret Twitch. it. <laughs> um, yeah, just playing Days Gone, playing a lot of D&D, the end. Nice. Yeah, Janet, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook at GameOnysis. That's Game O-N-Y-S-U-S. And I'm working on the Days Gone Wiki. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I have finally started playing Pit Cross so that uh, Pear nice. wouldn't fire me. That's uh, and it's, it's good. It's good. It's a good game. Pit Cross is great. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Luce O'Brien. Uh, please don't add me on Facebook. It's just for friends and family. Well, mine's a Facebook page. Like, don't try to add me either. I'm not going to accept you. But you can like my page and see a post from like seven weeks ago because I don't post that often. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. A true TBT. Yeah. Uh, you can. You can find me at JM Dornbush on Twitter and Instagram. I'm just doing a bunch of things. Uh, we had It was on the show last week, but if you didn't listen to it or want to read it, uh, I spoke to Ryan Payton, who's the director on Iron, Marvel's Iron Man VR. You cool. can see that on the site as well. Uh, other than that, nothing too crazy at the moment. Sweet. Stuff will be happening, I'm sure, very soon because we are so close to E3. Oh my God, don't, yep. don't say that. I've got yes. an E3 meeting this afternoon. Yep. They can't start soon enough. Can I not come to that? You're coming, buddy. <laughs> oh. You are coming. If, any, if anyone's going. You. She's taking a break. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all so much for watching or listening. This has been Beyond episode 589. We're so close to 600. And as always, Beyond. Beyond. Beyond? I agree. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Good job. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.